Hello there, Nicola Barden here from Q102's Weekend Buzz. I hope you are all doing really well and thank you so, so much for pressing play today to listen to this episode. Before I let you listen to the whole thing, I just have a little bit of news for you. So if you're a fan of the Weekend Buzz or this is the first time you've ever listened to it, amazing and thank you and scroll back. We've got over 70 episodes there. So there's some great chats for you to listen to from the likes of the cast of SVU, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Grey's Anatomy, loads of stuff, some amazing singers, reality stars, great in-depth conversations for you to enjoy and I know that's what you're here for so that's why I have to tell you my news I have rebranded the show and it is now strictly podcast so it's no longer on radio it is just podcast and it goes under the name tis yourself so do come and find us we're on um, Instagram and Twitter and obviously all the places that you're listening to podcasts so if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Google, Castbox, Good Pods, Spotify we are there I am there with my over 50 guests, fantastic guests. You're going to love some of them. They're absolutely amazing. So we've got some of the cast from like Games of Thrones, Breaking Bad. Yes, Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones. Can you believe it? Uh, Some amazing singers like Shane Ward, Matt Cardle are there. We have the actor Jerry O'Connell, who had some surprising roots to Ireland, you won't believe. We have... The likes of Tom Lenk from Buffy, who played Andrew. Um, if you're Irish, you'll know the names James Patrice, Trisha's Transformation, Tommy Fleming, the Nolan family. There's loads and loads of stuff in there. We've Sarah Jane Dunn from Hollyoaks. We've got some cast of EastEnders. So there's a real mix of Irish, UK, US guests. And we're just adding to them every single day. We're getting some new guests. Season four is just about to be launched. So come and join me. I'm over here waiting for you to discover me. That's Tiz Yourself with me, Nicola Barden. Hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Weekend Buzz with Nicola Barden. Welcome back to The Weekend Buzz here on Dublin's Q102 with me, Nicola Barden. Now, we all know that this year, charities are struggling. We've We've, we hear it everywhere. We're hearing the cancer charities. We're hearing the homeless. There are so many different ones. And one that is very personal to me is Threshold because they helped me out quite a lot when I was going through um, a situation which was uh, leaving uh, leaving a bad situation in a house and stuff like that. And they're so helpful. They give so much to people who are struggling, who may be evicted at the worst times of the year. And now they are looking for a bit of help and they're getting it from some very famous faces. There's the 12th of Christmas for Threshold has seen celebrities like Tom Von Lawler, Brendan Gleeson, Pauline McGlynn, Peter Coonan, all these people reading out stories for a cost of 10 euro for kids, for adults. And one other person who is doing that is the lovely author and Irish crime writer of the year, <laughs> Louise O'Neill. How are you? I'm very well, Nicola. Thanks so much for having me on. As I said, you've added a new bow to your uh, to your lot and lot of strings that you have. Irish crime writer, that was announced. We saw it on TV the other night. How are you buzzing? How are you feeling? I mean, I was really shocked um, when I heard, um, because obviously, you know, this is my uh, first attempt at writing a crime novel and crime in general in Ireland is just, the standard of it is just phenomenal. And so, and you know, the category, the the other um, authors were amazing. 
So it really did feel just like such an honor. Um, I was genuinely thrilled. But I've been thrilled with how people have responded to after the silence anyway. People seem to have, you know, seem to be really enjoying it. And I think that this year has been so bleak um, that, uh, you know, for many of us, I think reading or, you know, um, Netflix or, you know, whatever it is, I think those kind of small pleasures have been really important. Oh, definitely. It's like I, when the, uh, the, restrictions were lifted and I could go to the library I think I got like nine books out or something oh like I that. love that <laughs> I was like and then they went locked down again I was like oh okay but I think you're right the, the books take us away from from a bit of reality but also it's this weird um, thing about Irish authors that in every other genre you, you love music and you might love Irish music but you'll also love international music and you may have a fit your favourite singer maybe you know someone in America maybe an English singer and you're like yeah I also love Dermot Kennedy let's say but there's this thing about Irish authors we don't even feel like we need to venture outside Ireland because the writing here is so amazing (laughs) I love that Um, yeah I mean I will say that there are some I mean there's always been incredible writers you know whether it's uh, let's say I may have been she or Marion Keys and I think you know I know even now when I'm being sent proof copies um, of new books that are coming from emerging Irish authors like the talent out there is really exciting like I just see the people that are coming up now you know in their early 20s and I just they're they're brilliant and the confidence um, um, of you know just themselves and the writing is is really it's just as I said it's just really exciting and was it a conscious decision by you to go into crime or did the book just kind of end up being a crime book? Um, I mean, I suppose, you know, Nick, in my career, I've, I've written in sort of a, a few different genres. You know, I've written dystopian, I've written contemporary, I wrote a fantasy retelling of um, The Little Mermaid. So it's more, I, I suppose I'm less confined um, or constrained, sorry, by the idea of genre and more by, I suppose, led by the story. Um, and with After the Silence, um, you know, which is about this uh, notorious unsolved murder um, and then, um, it, you know, two documentary makers coming to make a true crime program about it. Uh, I think it became very clear early on, okay, this is um, a crime novel. Um, and as I said, I was quite nervous about that just because the standard of crime in this country um, is so high. Um, and, you know, I, I have so much respect um, for, you know, a, a lot of the crime um, authors uh, who are working in this genre. So I suppose I just, I wanted to, I suppose I felt sort of under pressure to do my best with this. Oh yeah, you're like, okay, so you're putting me up there with Liz Nugent, etc. Okay, yeah. that, that's fine, yeah, I yeah. can do it. <laughs> well, Liz is really like in a, in a league of her own, so we, we won't say that, um, but I was very honoured to be in the same category as her um, at the awards. Yeah, look, the, I think everyone that was in the same category as you... Um, but a lot of the categories like even if you're not into crime there's there was amazing people there like a lot of them I think this was the first year that I would have read majority like I've always read a lot of the books on the, this year I was like yeah no I've read that one I've read Graham Norton I've read Marion you know, that kind of yeah. one you're like yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how people pick though that's the only thing I know <laughs> I know it's, it's I, I don't know I think they probably just flip a coin or something <laughs> <laughs> this is the one I read most recent okay yeah. <laughs> but you're doing a different kind of reading now because you're helping out Threshold with this uh, 12 Bedtime Stories of Christmas yeah, well, it's funny, even when you were talking there about it, was how important stories have been um, through lockdown. And when I was approached by um, Threshold to be involved with this initiative, I just thought it sounded amazing. I mean, as you said, like, they are such an incredible service. You know, they're truly like a frontline service. 
Um, they are, you know, like they, and I says what's so interesting about them is that they are a preventative service mm. because they know that I suppose, you know, the emotional cost and the financial cost of um, homelessness is so high and it's such a frightening spiral that, you know, it's very difficult to break out of. Um, and threshold is stopping homelessness before it happens. Um, and I think, you know, I've been approached by quite a few different charities and I just thought this initiative was so interesting because... You know, it's a, it's a fundraiser really with a difference. Like it's just this amazing collection of stories and they have more than 60 authors and actors and entertainers. You know, like as you said, Brendan Gleeson and Hosier and, um, and Tara Flynn and Emmett Kerwin um, and, uh, you know, David Norris. And it's just amazing. Um, and, you know, I, I suppose I um, chose a, a book called I, I read an extract from a book called The Miracle on Ebenezer Street by Catherine Doyle which is like this really magical retelling of a Christmas carol um, but I, it's been so fascinating to sort of see the stories that the other contributors um, have have chosen and I actually like I signed up um, because it's you know it's 10 euro a month it's until December 31st um, and all you have to do is go to www.thresholdbedtimestories.ie or, or search for Threshold Bedtime Stories on Google. And like you're just supporting such an incredible um, cause and you're really helping to prevent families from falling into homelessness. Um, but that's a really good point because we'll, we'll donate money to the Smartens and to our two... Focus Ireland, you know, and to all the different the Dublin Simon community, and they're doing the job for the people who are out there at the moment. But preventative is what we should also be focusing on, so that we don't have to get to the point of someone needs help there on the streets or they're at emergency accommodation. They're like the likes of Threshold, they'll help legally. They go in and they they give services for free to help represent tenants, which is so important in a time where people are losing jobs and they don't really know where they stand if they're legally they can be kicked out in the street or not a hundred percent and it's so I think it's so wonderful to think that there's like a free confidential you know phone line that you can ring you know even if it's about like an, an unreasonable rent increase or you know like a threat of eviction and you know they will act as a point of contact you know between you and your landlord like I just think it's it's a really brilliant service um, and I love that they've been so I suppose, innovative and stories because I've been listening to some of them and they're just wonderful. I mean, I want to listen to Brendan Gleeson as I'm falling asleep. Like, I want Brendan Gleeson to, like, read me a bedtime story and now with Threshold's bedtime stories, he can. I could just, can you imagine just like if somebody walked by your house and heard it but didn't and they're like, yeah. is Brendan Gleeson in there? Yeah, Brendan and I are great friends. No, I'm kidding. Can you imagine? <laughs> I also, like, I'm dying to hear Tom Von Lawler's because he intrigues me so much between playing Nidge as such a, you know, a hard Dublin criminal character and then he's such a lovely, quiet man in yes. person. I'm like, I wonder, does he s- slip into Nidge's voice in character or something <laughs> like that? Maybe not you know? the most soothing, Nicola, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, for, maybe for not for... Story. Yeah, maybe he should stick to the crime novels doing that, maybe, or something. But, like, Hosier, his voice is amazing. Like, so yeah. to try and have him, like, soothe you off into sleep. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And I suppose it's that sense where, you know, you feel like you're doing, you know, you're supporting this this incredible um, charity. But, you know, you're also getting, you know, this great entertainment and, that you know, that you can maybe listen to it with your kids. Um, and as I said, there's just the calibre, like over 60, um, you know, authors and actors and, you know, all these people, um, uh, you know, famous people have contributed 
And I just think, what an amazing initiative and what an amazing thing to support um, at Christmas time. As you mentioned, you know, a lot of charities have probably reached out to you and to, to other celebrities. It's, it's very hard to kind of, and it's hard for, for normal people as well to go, who do I support? I only have a little bit of money or only have a little bit of time. Who do I help? And especially this year, you're kind of like, I know everybody needs me. Everybody needs yeah. money and stuff. Yeah. I suppose, you know, it's like anything. As you said, you can't support everything. And I think it's really about trying to choose you know, the charities that are the closest to your heart. And I know for me, you know, that's, you know, tends to be, you know, for for women, you know, let's say um, Women's Aid or the Rape Crisis Centre or, you know, and uh, homelessness um, and, you know, um, charities that help uh, children. So I think there's certain things that, you know, for someone else that might be um, entirely different. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think that I suppose everybody can emphasise with the idea or the fear of like losing your home um, at, at winter, which is why I think Threshold is doing such an incredible job because, I mean, really everybody deserves a safe place to rest their head um, at bedtime. Oh, completely. And I think it's a, it's a wonderful thing. And you know, it's just, it's something different as well. It's not just like, you know, text and donate, which is, which is amazing because people use their credit. But like, it's something that's kind of going, I get a benefit out of this as well. So, you know, you're yeah. being a bit selfish. It's yeah. just grand. Exactly. <laughs> and apart from that, Louise, how have you been, like, how have you been doing? Because the book has been out now and, you know, you had that done, I'm guessing, but way a while ago so like yeah. lockdown probably would have been a perfect time for you to, to be writing your book and then it's like oh it's done yeah I mean I, I tried writing something new but I have to say during the, during the first lockdown I just felt so paralysed by just a sort of anxiety and an existential crisis um, that I I didn't um, end up I just couldn't I couldn't seem to focus I couldn't write I couldn't read um, and it took me a little bit of time actually um, to get out of that but I'm working on something new now at the moment um, and it's been do you know what it's been really lovely it's been lovely to have a focus um, and to feel like I don't know I have some sort of purpose um, again because I think we all need that at the moment Oh yeah, well I'm just I'm just glad to hear that after writing a book that you didn't go straight in after lockdown because I was like I did nothing in lockdown one and I have nothing to show oh, for it. <laughs> don't I honestly I hate I, I I just I cannot bear all of this you know oh I I I'm going to learn a new language or I'm going to learn how to play the ukulele and I like, just let's everyone just relax and let's just like we're dealing with some you know like a, a global pandemic um, and I think that it's okay just to survive this you know we don't have to uh, constantly be endlessly efficient or productive oh yeah I, I can hold my hands up and say I did not make any banana bread <laughs> <laughs> oh god now I feel bad because I did make the banana bread okay I feel like I've left the side there no no you do it girl look I just there's so many people that I've spoken to and they were like so I um, took up cycling and now I can cycle 52 kilometres and, and I've also I've lost 500 stone or whatever and I'm like Right, um, I watched Netflix and yeah. <laughs> I read a yeah. book over a space yeah. of a couple of but weeks. you know what? That, that's fine. That is absolutely fine, Miss Lay, you know? You just have to just be gentle to yourself and we're going to get through this. And it, like, was, I suppose for writing a book for you is you, you kind of do like a lockdown version when you're writing a book because I know you've kind of you've gone off social media when you're when you're writing because it's a, you know it's obviously a distraction and stuff like that. So I suppose going from that to into a real lockdown would be is is mad. Um, I mean, no, I mean the first one was still terrifying, um, <laughs> and I think that it's 
It's very different when it's a choice and when it's mm. something that you're doing yourself as opposed to when, you know, the whole world feels like it's kind of falling around, uh, falling apart um, around you. Um, I think that for most people, it was just, it's very hard not to internalize, I think, that fear um, and all of that anxiety um, and the uncertainty. And, you know, um, it's been such a hard year for people, you know, who have lost loved ones or who have you know, lost their jobs um, or, you know, it's just been really difficult um, and, I, you know, I suppose we're kind of facing into quite a quite a difficult um, Christmas again um, and I suppose, you know, as I said, it, it is going to be particularly difficult for people who are facing some sort of financial crisis that might mean that they're at risk of losing their home, um, which is just to bring it back um, to threshold is why, you know, if you can contribute that 10 euro, um, you know, if you could just go to thresholdbedtimestories.ie um, and and sign up there and just check it out because it really is a wonderful initiative. It really is. And it's the sort of thing that a lot of people have to calm up or they listen to meditation just before bed. And this is a home version of that, just with yeah. some wonderful stories. Um, and what's the name of the book again that you're reading from? Oh, um, it's A Miracle on Ebenezer Street um, by Catherine Doyle, which honestly, if you're looking for um, a stocking filler for like an 8 to 12 year old uh, child this Christmas, it is the perfect book for that. And if you're looking for an adult after the silence is also out now. (laughs) (laughs) Louise, you're such a star and fair play to you. And as you mentioned, it's thresholdbedtimestories.ie and people can get them up until the end of December for just 10 euro. That's it. Listen, thank you so much for uh, chatting to me this morning and congratulations once again. Thank you so much, Nicola. Author Louise O'Neill there and that was uh, chatting about thresholdbedtimestories.ie and obviously, as I mentioned, her book After the Silence is also out now. You can get it in all good bookshops. Also, where you can get Ruth's book, Twilight Together. Look, given all the plugs, I'm Fair play. Look, you have to, these are ways of supporting Irish Irish books. And then obviously with Ruth Ann earlier, Irish music. So download that single together at Christmas. Um, listen, it's been a great show. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. If you're listening to us on the podcast, thank you. Take a little scroll through Apple, through Acast or through Spotify there and see if there's any interviews that tickle your fancy. I really appreciate every single listen. Believe me when I say that. I really do because it just means so much to me. I'm not up there with the blind boys or the, uh, you know, the Durrans or whoever else. So I actually honestly get so buzzed when I see even one listen. So thank you so much. Listen, look after yourselves, stay safe and um, I will chat to you this time next week. Good luck, goodbye. Slán. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It really means a lot to me and I really hope you enjoyed it. Do scroll back and see if there's anything else that you might enjoy. And before I let you go, do remember to come and find me on my new podcast, Tis Yourself. Again, talking to celebrities, this time a lot more in depth. So there might be longer episodes there. And we're talking about what was life like before they became famous, the different alternative roads they could have went down how life changed for them for good and bad and so, so, so much more. And of course, the thing that they're best known for. So come and find me, Tis Yourself with Nicola Barden. And I really hope you'll enjoy the new episodes. They're up to date. They're brilliant. There's some great people there. And I'd love your support. So please do come find us. That's Tis Yourself with Nicola Barden.